Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about the voting narrative and the upcoming election season. It's getting cranked up and show people what a complete scam it is from top to bottom. Give you a nice overview to bring up to other people when they start telling you about vote or die and how important this election is, etc. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And even though I make a lot of enemies, I make a lot of fucking friends. And people who like me, they're very loyal to me because they appreciate the fact that I've told them a truth they've never heard, as ugly as it is. I didn't make the truth. I just am the messenger. And I'm also self-certified as a master practitioner, gave myself that award almost 20 years ago for figuring out the constitutional conservative scam, that whole thing. And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for the podcasts I've been making, and uh, I'm pretty proud of those fake awards. (laughs) All right, not fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show going. So the election season is getting cranked up, and it's going to be really a ridiculous one. I'm going to definitely end up making shows about... Some of the clips I hear and the stupid stuff that goes on. And I thought I would do a show that kind of primed everybody up for the stupid shit that's coming so they can have it framed up in a way that makes sense as opposed to the utter idiocy that goes on endlessly now. I mean, we've gone so far beyond anything that's reasonable. When I was a kid, you know, in the the 70s, basically kind of cognizant of semi what was going on, from a kid point of view. I mean, things were, they were messed up once we got into kind of Jimmy Carter. And I remember some basic stuff. I have to kind of remember back the news. It wasn't like I was following it closely, but I can look back and the time now and everybody's seen those memes, old economy Steve with that great picture, that kind of blonde dude who actually reminds me of a friend of mine, classic kind of 1970s picture. And the memes are all about how the boomers, all complain about the people today about not being able to do stuff but the meme makes fun of them because it'll say things like complains that you don't like to work hard and then it'll say the next thing down will be worked one summer and bought a corvette (laughs) uh you know worked part-time and put himself through college with no debt things like that indicating that the times are so different that the inflation has destroyed all the value that the jobs that are available suck that the world is nothing like it was back in old economy steve's time and that's completely true the 80s once reagan came in that everybody thinks was such a fantastic deal this is why these constitutional conservatives are such jokers once reagan came in literally everything became fully monetized and they financialized everything and the world was taken over by the fake money. Once they went off the gold standard in the early 70s and we kind of went into that stagflation shit and then the con was on and now we have a fully financialized, fully fake world. And as a result, the people are getting screwed. And you can just see inflation's up now and wages are way down. Most houses is completely out of reach for most people. I think about my own folks. If my father and mother had taken the exact same path they took uh, in this life, if they took it again during my lifetime, it wouldn't have worked at all. It's just not even close that the kinds of houses they were able to afford and things like that. None of those things would have been possible with the jobs that they had. And I'm glad they were able to do it. I'm only pointing out the fact that 
the lifestyles that people lived, um, they're gone forever. That very small blip where these people get these pensions and unions and all these private pensions, those things are all gone. The only people who get pensions now are going to be government. That's it. All the others are gone. They're dead. Uh, You can't even keep a job for an entire career at a place. And so the entire world is totally turned upside down. And yet what you hear is the same stupid shit from these uh, radio guys and and the talk guys and the election talk is always the same about inflation and immigration and the oil situation and Ukraine and on and on. And what I want people to understand is when they talk about things like that, and eventually I'm going to start playing some clips and some shows, but I'm not going to do it in this show, I decided, because I want to talk about a couple of issues kind of more in depth. And that is that the underlying narrative behind all of this election talk about inflation being out of control and gas prices and it doesn't matter what it is immigration it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter if it's lgbtq crap in schools the underlying narrative the only part that matters is that the federal government is in charge that we have to supposedly win this election battle which, of course, will never be won. But that's the underlying narrative is that we have to win this election, this next election. It's critical. We have to give money and support and come out and blah, 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 and all this fake voting shit. That's the important part. Why? Because the federal government's going to do it. See, Joe Biden can't give us any gas relief. When Trump was in, we had low gas prices. What's the indication? The indication there is that the federal government is somehow responsible for gas prices and that we look to the federal government to fix it. We look to the federal government to fix this LGBTQ problem. We look to the federal government to fix crime and riots in the streets from 2020. We look to the federal government to fix inflation. We look to the federal government for all these things. See, they're all tied up in this election. So they basically nationalized all these issues. And anybody who actually already finally listened to my show about Barnum statements and the country being a Barnum statement, all these things being a Barnum statement, we're going to lose the country and freedom and values and all this stupid shit. You'll hear it over and over and over and over again during all this election talk. And you can see that the underlying narrative that gets pushed by these fake controlled opposition jokers called constitutional conservatives is somehow that the federal government is responsible for the pandemic or handling the pandemic or the vaccine or inflation, like I said, or LGBTQ or the fact that the kids can't read or they don't have jobs. Everything is about a federal policy that somehow Joe Biden is screwing up and that somehow conservatives would do better with that. You look to a guy like DeSantis and see a fantastic job and think back to the fucking halcyon days of Trump. All this illusion, delusion, nonsense It's all about this idea that we have to have this battle, this electoral battle, where you go in, instead of drawing guns, you push a button in a government box, and supposedly that's your say. Everything's about that. Everything's about that. There's never any questioning of the fact that, well, why are we even looking towards them? All this shit is completely unconstitutional they're doing, and if the government is so strong and powerful and fucking completely involved in our life in every way— that it's infecting inflation. There's no discussion of inflation and what it is, the Federal Reserve, the fake money printing. All they talk about is the budgets, bad policy, always the same with that. If the government's responsible for LGBTQ shit and what's being taught in schools, why? 
Why is the government in charge of any of this stuff? Why don't we just decentralize and get away from them? Why don't they ever point out the fact that all this stuff is totally unconstitutional, Department of Transportation and Energy and all these things, what they get involved with? Why? But there's no discussion of it. All there ever is is a discussion about taking over the government and then enforcing what we think should happen on to the other people. And the other people are constantly trying to take over the government and enforce what they think should happen on us. There's never any discussion about the fact that why are we discussing this at all? Why don't we just let everybody do their own thing and not have this thing, which is obviously operating way outside of its guidelines, if it's a limited government, uh, at all? Why do we even need any of it? There's no discussion of that. It's always keeping everybody inside that arguing box because that's the entire fundamental key. As long as they can keep people believing in this system that we have to have, we have to have this country and freedoms and liberty and we have to have the right policies and national security. All these things are Barnum statements. I've gone over in many different types of shows and some of them in full series. And once you can hear it in that way, you can see that what they're talking about is a total waste of time, a 100% distraction. I hear callers all the time. They call in, Joe Biden, he's messing it up. He don't understand. American people aren't stupid. Bullshit. The American people are incredibly stupid. That is just a ridiculous thing. The idea that the people are smart and they'll catch on. They understand what's happening. Bullshit. They have no clue what's happening. And those people on talk radio and in the so-called conservative news, they're just horrible actors. Like I said, the vast majority are probably too stupid to figure out what's going on, but there's plenty who are, and it makes no difference whether they're dupes or knaves. They do the same damage. But that is the inside the narrative view. And the reason that's so effective is that once you have this system set up and running, then it doesn't matter because it's basically completely and totally out of your control. How many people even know who the White House chief of staff is? Right? How many people even know? Think how much power that person has, totally unelected. Why? Well, because the executive branch is so gigantic now, so absurd. It's, it's the one that's responsible for all these departments and agencies. It's got literally millions of employees under it. Do elections have anything to do with who's employed there? No. <laughs> no, they don't have anything to do with it, and that's where all the work gets done. See, that's where all the work gets done. Do elections have anything to do with who it is the president chooses to be in those cabinet positions? No. You have no idea. People voted for Trump. They thought he was so wonderful. Look at the people he actually put into the cabinet positions. Just a bunch of low-life Ferengi has-been washed-out fucking deep state jokers. And that's who was running it. Think of the Justice Department. What does an election have to do with that? Do they wholesale fire everybody in there? No. Trump didn't fire any of them. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't fire any of them. And so you have all the same bureaucrats, millions and millions of bureaucrats at the FDA and the FCC. They're all still in there. The Federal Reserve, the committee, the board, all this other crap. These things are all completely outside of elections. All the judiciary, it's outside of elections. Oh, yeah, it's true. They get to nominate some here and there, but they sit for life. And it doesn't ultimately matter because they're all just a bunch of jokers on there. There's none who are doing anything and speaking any truth. So you have, not only do you have the absurdity of the election, which I'm about to go over for you, but you have the absurdity of the fact that the vast majority of governors totally and completely unaffected by the election. And that's why their polls can be so low, as low as used car salesmen or worse. And does it affect anything that's happening? No, all it does is people say, oh, we're going to vote them out and throw the bums out and all this other stuff. But you throw the bums out, you just get another group of bums in every single election cycle. It's the same thing, talking about throwing the bums out. That's every single one because it runs in one direction. 
See, they don't care if their polls are low as long as they can hang on to power. And they do that mostly through all these jerry-rigged districts that they dream up with these weird shapes. And it's all based upon this completely and totally unconstitutional Voting Rights Act. The Constitution says nothing at all about voting. It's idiotic. The Constitution is not about voting. There were some amendments that said you have to allow some people to do stuff, but the states control it. And I've told people again and again, they can have it such that you have to have at least $10 million in assets inside the state before you can vote. There's absolutely nothing unconstitutional about a provision like that. They could do that today. (laughs) See, because the only thing you're prevented from is basically race and sex. Oh, age has to be 18. You can't not allow them for 18. But so what? As long as it's not done by that, as long as it's not done by age like that, you can do it. (laughs) So the idea that everybody has this constitutional right to vote, that's not true. It's just simply not true. But I want to talk about how unbelievably worthless your vote even is and how preposterous it is because it's, again, all this voting stuff is spoken of in these terms that sound so important, like your vote matters and people have died for it. People in other countries come here just to vote and blah, blah, blah. I've given the figures countless times. If you just do the math on how many people there were, how many representatives there were, and how many people could vote, You go back to 1789 or 1790 with this kind of first censuses kind of shit that went on. You would need approximately 40 to 50,000 representatives up there instead of 435 to have the same proportional representation that your vote had when the Constitution was fake ratified. That's how much it's been diluted. Do you see that? Do you see how absurd that is? If people understood that one figure, that it's been watered down that badly, they would see that the game is completely rigged. See, it's completely rigged. But there's so many other ways to look at what an absurdity it is that nobody would ever voluntarily participate in this and have an institution like this run their lives in any other area of their life. But in government, people not only allow it, they promote it, they run around arguing about it, and they tell me it's the greatest system ever invented. Let's look at it like this. You have one representative that you can ever even hope to vote for. And I've just showed you that your vote has been so unbelievably watered down. Now, each congressional district has about 750,000 people that live in it. So you have one vote out of 750,000 people. That's all you get. (laughs) Think how absurd that is. And I'm supposed to get worked up and excited about that? Well, let's look how much worse it gets because it gets much worse, just like Tom Cruise said in Mission Impossible 1. Oh, relax, Luther. It's much worse than that. (laughs) It's much, much worse than that. The one vote you have out of 750,000 people who live in the district You get one vote about one person, not one vote on every issue that that one person is going to go up there and decide. One vote total. So if your guy's pro-gun control but anti-abortion or pro-gun control and pro-abortion, but you're not both of those positions, you have to decide whether or not you're going to give up this other position. And what happens if both positions are very important to you? But he's good on inflation, but he's bad on Ukraine. You don't get anything but one vote amongst two completely crooked people who, once you vote for them, they have absolutely no obligation whatsoever to go up and do anything they promise. Nothing. No obligation at all. There's no punishment for them. 
They can just say what they're going to do, go up there, do something completely different, and then use the party system of getting party money in a district that's protected. All Then all they have to do is win their primary. So if someone doesn't primary them, then they're always going to win. And your vote, again, becomes completely meaningless. But it's even way worse than that. Because what is it you're even voting on? If I told you I'm going to run your life, and it's going to be run by an organization where you are going to get one vote out of 750,000 people to then vote on one representative who will go up there and he will be, or she, or Z, or it, or they, whatever kind of stupid made-up pronoun they want to have, is going to go up there and they're going to only represent less than one quarter of 1% of the voting that goes on. Because with those 435 members. So it's less than one quarter of 1% is your even representation by your representative of which you only get one out of 750,000 people voting. You get one vote. And you don't get to vote on every issue he goes up there and votes on. <laughs> so, so you get nothing. You have nothing. And that that's not the end of it. Because even that one quarter of 1% is only one third of the entire process. Because there's an entire house, a separate house called the Senate which you only get one vote out of millions and millions and millions of people in your state. One vote. (laughs) And then there's a president who has to sign it. (laughs) Think of this. How can anybody tell me my vote matters under a circumstance like that? There's no way in hell you could ever go into court and claim that you had a 1,750,000th interest in a less than one quarter of 1% interest in a less than one third of the voting block. There's no way you could. It's beyond a legally de minimis number. It's a ridiculous absurdity. And yet people continue in talk radio to talk about it as though it is the most important thing. That this vote somehow matters. They do not tell people the truth about how badly watered down it is, how absurd your representation is for all these different reasons. See, if you like a certain issue, these one-issue voters, well, then you have to give up on all these other issues. And that's if your man even will do what he says, which they don't. Because what happens as soon as they get up there? They start talking about how we have to compromise. Well, why? I don't understand. How do you compromise the idea of abortion? How do you compromise that? If you're really against it, how do you compromise? If you're really for it, how do you compromise? You can't. Same on basically every kind of major issue. And what is your say? Not only do you have this block of millions of bureaucrats who have nothing to do with it. Not only do you have no say at all in the cabinet that then directs it. Not only do you have no say whatsoever in whatever kind of executive orders they make up, but you only have one vote out of 750,000 people to try to get one representative who will then represent less than one quarter of 1% of less than one third of the voting necessary in order to occur, in order for the bill to be enforced, put into place. What happens if the bill's put in place and you win it and then they simply ignore it like Joe Biden does with the border? There's laws on the books that are sitting there, right? What happens? He ignores them. What happens? Well, he runs the Justice Department. So the president who's supposedly in charge of enforcing the laws is in charge of the Justice Department, which never existed until after the Civil War, which was an obvious fucking scam. I've gone over countless times. Okay, so what happens? Well, the border doesn't get enforced. So states try to scramble around and go into the courts. What happens? Well, the courts shoot them down. So now what? So what was the voting for? What does any of it matter? (laughs) What does any of it matter? I don't understand how people can't see that the answer is not to continue down this road of insanity.
It's just not. There's no answers down this road. All these different things that have come out with the Supreme Court, the abortion, the guns, and all this other stupid shit. I think they even did something with the FDA or some, I, I don't know. I don't follow the cases that closely because I've made shows about it and shown people what a complete fraud it is. But how can anybody not look at that and see that what's happening is the Supreme Court is in effect amending the Constitution when it makes its rulings? Because people are told again and again and again that the Supreme Court decisions are the law of the land when absolutely nothing in the Constitution makes it such. Nothing. I've done show after show about that as well. But can you get constitutional amendments on any of these issues, on abortion, on guns? No, you could never get constitutional amendments on any of that stuff. You could never get three-quarters of the states to approve it in this complex fashion they've got. Yet we get constitutional amendments all the time. Every single uh, Supreme Court term, in effect, you get constitutional amendments when they tell you what the Constitution is, that nobody thinks that's what the Constitution says except for some small group of people. And they tell you what's in it and not in it and all this shit. They just read it in and read it out. Nobody's ever agreed to any of that. That The huge portion of all of the stuff you see that happens, happens like that. What do you have to say about that? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. You have to hope that you might be able to win a presidential election of somebody who then picks somebody. Well, they can pick people like uh, John Roberts, right? Complete jokers. Brett Kavanaugh, complete jokers. That ACB chick, joker. All of them are jokers. See, they're all jokers. And they don't have the power anyway. But it doesn't matter because then they're set for life and then that's it. And every single time it's the same discussion about it because the purpose of all of this political nonsense is to keep people inside this game. As long as you're inside this game, they win because the entire game is this fake money system that they got in place in the Federal Reserve more than 100 years ago. And of course, the Civil War was a huge stepping stone towards that. If you read the 14th Amendment, you'll see all this different crap about the debt and all this other crap that they have to do. (laughs) It's really about that. And all that due process stuff, that's all made up. All that due process and substantive due process. I, I did a whole show where I discussed the the recent Dobbs decision and showed you how the due process clause can't possibly mean what it means, what they say it means. It's impossible. It's totally impossible because if the due process clause guaranteed rights, privacy rights and the rights of women to be able to have an abortion and all this stupid shit, if it did any of that, then it's completely and totally impossible that we ever would have needed another constitutional amendment to give women the right to vote. Because surely that's covered by the 14th Amendment, fundamental rights within the country and due process and all this other shit. Surely it's covered in there, right? It is, of course, obviously. Totally impossible that you can have abortion rights in there. You can have contraceptive rights in there. You can have all these different privacy rights that they've dreamed up when the word privacy is not even in the 14th Amendment. And yet, you don't have the right for women to vote. That's not included. That's impossible. It's just such a clear example of how the entire narrative about the 14th Amendment is a lie, which is just another exposure of the fact that the 14th Amendment was never even properly ratified. Again, it's a, now it's just turned into a political question. But it's also an exposure of the fact that the way the Supreme Court supposedly operates is completely false. But every single one of those narratives pushed over and over and over during election season, just like the same September 11th fantasy narrative about what happened on September 11th is pushed over and over by the same people who claim to be on your side. How can you trust anybody who repeats that ridiculous September 11th narrative 
about 19 hijackers and box cutters and planes and ridiculous buildings coming down as a result of some jet fuel that can't burn steel and go down the list. It's just idiotic. It's idiotic. Anyone who wants to know what actually happened needs to go read Dr. Judy Wood's book, Where Do the Towers Go? Uh, that's it. That, as soon as you read that book, you'll see that there's that September 11th is this nonsense. You can go watch any of the videos from Pilots for 911 Truth or Engineers for 911 Truth. The, the 911 report's a lie. It's a fucking complete joke. It's as big a joke or a bigger joke than the JFK assassination warrant report. Yet these constitutional conservatives come out all the time, push that same lie on you, and people can't see that they are lying about everything else. They are lying about this other fundamental narrative about the voting, the vote mattering, and they ignore all these things I just told you. How badly watered down your vote is. What a complete preposterous absurdity it all is. The absurdity of the fact that the government's so huge and your vote doesn't affect any of it. The fact that even if you get your guy, your guy doesn't have to do anything he promises. And there's no punishment. Nothing happens to any of them. None of these people are ever going to prison or jail or nothing. They can run on and on with these absurd things like January 6th. It just goes on and on and on. And they're just making shit up. It's just a full-on kangaroo show trial. And nothing happens. They just repeat how this is the most important election. We're going to lose the country and our values and all this shit. People need to listen to my Barnum Statement country show again. They need to understand that all this stuff is fake. It's all fake. It's just a load of shit. It's a control system to make sure they can have this fake money system running, which they now have all over the world, backed by nothing, and they can just manipulate shit up and down and buy everything up. They buy all your labor for free, buy all the assets for free, because literally the money they get access to costs nothing. They don't have to do anything for it. And they've been doing it for so long now, they've literally taken over everything. And every one of these media outlets and governments and everything all over the world, they're all 100% completely bought and paid for, controlled opposition. And everybody who tries to step out of line simply gets Michael Ace teams and gets driven into a fucking uh, tree and their car exploded like it happened to him. Or you get Breitbart and you get a heart attack. You try to step out of line and that's what's going to happen to you. And I get that, that that's the way it is. I don't understand why... The people are willing to make millions and millions of dollars and stay on the air and keep lying to people. If they stood on the air for a while to make a few million dollars and they got off, I would get it. I would understand. Okay, go in there. It's an easy career path. Make a few million dollars, lie to the fools, and then leave. But how can they keep doing it day after day? Get on there and then lie to people. God, just, just such low lives. But that's the reality. And, you know, they, they booted me off Twitter for a while. I'm going to see if I can, you know, hopefully I can figure out a way to stay on there. I definitely will be on there in another form or fashion, even if they somehow figure out a way to shut down my legal man, which they can do for no reason at all. Pull up a tweet from three years ago kind of thing, suspend me again. Pull up a tweet from two years ago, suspend me, kick me off permanently. It can easily happen. It could easily happen, and that's okay. I've opened up my Telegram channel for the people in Patreon, and we have fun in there. I'd like to get—I'm going to definitely get back into Twitter so I can kind of share that good stuff. But you can see that the people in media—they're not on your side, and this is what's going to be happening throughout the election season. And all this talk is utter nonsense. And I can't believe how many people still actually take it seriously when we literally have a dementia patient in the White House, you have inflation out the ass, and you have these people just get up there and lie all the time, talk about what inflation is and what's happening in Ukraine, just spend our money, just take money, and just hand it by the billions to another country. There's absolutely no authority to do any of that. But did the constitutional conservatives speak up? 
government, media, academia? No, they argue about, well, it's not good policy or bad policy, or maybe we shouldn't send that much, or blah, blah, blah. No discussion ever of the fact these people need to be in prison for the rest of their lives for daring to spend billions of dollars in ways which are totally unconstitutional. But there's literally no punishment at all. Hopefully you now see the, the, the box you need to be in, and you need to understand the box they've put you in is a box that's a loser. You need to see that, that you can never win inside the official box you're in, which is the conservative, liberal nonsense with the voting and the Constitution and the government. You can never win inside that box. And I have plenty of ways I've suggested to people to get out of it. And jury trials are the number one, and that's one of the reasons I keep making that series, even though I don't think people even like it that much. They need to understand it because it's the only way we can really get out with the current structure we have very easily if people understood it. So it could be that's why they're booting me off Twitter uh, now, kind of cranked it up, because that is such a good solution. And I've never seen anyone else really pushing it like I do. That's why I do that uh, Spooner series. But hopefully you now understand you have a better idea and you can get a a kind of uh, the scope of the absurdity of the vote and the scam that's going on, just how unimportant your vote really is. Assuming it was even counted, which, of course, is another obvious one. They just obviously fake it up. If they just fake up one vote, it cancels your vote. (laughs) It's just all stupid. It's It's just not credible. It's not reasonable, the fact that people run around and pretend to be serious people taking that seriously, um, they're either complete fools or they're just crooks who are in on the system who are benefiting from it by the back door and just want to keep fooling other people. And that's what a knave is. So someone who pretends and uses the system. That's it. So so that's all I'm going to say. If I'm still there, I'm legal man at U.S. Law Review. When I get another Twitter account, I'll let people know about that. And no update on the movie at this point, the Jones Plantation written by Larkin Rose. I play Mr. Jones. Great allegory coming out this fall. hope people really support that movie because I hope it's going to be really entertaining and good. The clips I've seen are really entertaining and fun. And I want to thank the people who are on Patreon who support my show, who put skin in the game and step up like the free market and support something they like. I, I know that my show has taught people countless things that they've never ever heard anywhere else and never will and in fact I've probably taught lots of other people uh, who actually do shows things and I don't begrudge it to them I'm happy I love their shows I'm happy to go on other shows but my show has a lot of value just because of the nature of my more than 30 years of law practice and studying this issue so closely I just bring a lot of insights to people and open people's minds and once your mind's been freed you can never ever be enslaved again it's like that that old adage about the elephant. If you tie his, put a little chain around his ankle and you tie him to a little tiny tree or a, a, any kind of stake in the ground, when it's young, he'll learn that he, you know, he can only go so far. But if they ever panic like a fire or something and the elephant breaks that chain, then you'll never be able to chain him again. And that's the key, that once you really understand the game being played, you'll never fall for any of their tricks again and your mind will be freed. And that's what they don't want. They don't want your mind freed. They just don't want your mind freed. So it doesn't solve your problems when your mind's free. But hey, if you're not even interested in having your mind freed, then you're definitely wasting your time listening to my show. (laughs) Uh, All right. I think that's about all I have to say today. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. 
Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time.